Welcome to the Wild Curvy Adventurous Podcast with your host, Sherry, the podcast to help you get cozy in the wild by sharing my thoughts and experiences about being in the deep end. So let's dive in. Welcome back to Wild Curvy Adventurous, WCA, as I like to call it. Today, we are going to talk about solo camping. Why should you solo camp? You could go with friends, you could go with family. Why do it by yourself? I'm going to give you a few reasons why I love solo camping. For one, I can do whatever the heck I want to do. (laughs) Um, There's some people out there who like want to go do this hike or go do that, or you want to cook this or that. And you have to like, I mean, it camping can be one of those things where you have to do everything together. Right. Um, depending on who you're camping with, because it's weird if you just like leave them, obviously, if you have like a huge group of people you're camping with, chances are, you're not all going to do the same thing at the same time. But if you're camping with others, that's what it's going to be. You all have to sit around the campfire you all go on the same hikes, you go to the beach, you know, all that kind of stuff. So when you solo camp, you just have to entertain yourself. You don't have to entertain anybody else. You don't have to worry about other people being on their cell phones or wanting to go on a hike or not wanting to go on a hike or just wanting to do other things. When it's solo camping, you make the agenda and you can stick to that agenda or don't stick to the agenda. It's whatever you want to do, which is my favorite part of solo camping. Because when I solo camp, I like to nap in the middle of the day. Um, So how to prep yourself for your solo camping trip? Make sure you have all of your materials. You've got your tent. You've got your tent stakes because I have forgotten my tent stakes before. And I had to use branches (laughs) to to hold down my tent. Um, Thankfully, it wasn't windy that weekend. You can create whatever food you want. If you want to try some new recipes over the fire, check out Pinterest ideas. Um, sleeping on the airbed, of course, is not optional for me. I need an airbed. Um, you know, making sure you have your sleeping bags, your pillows, any books you want to read because you are going to be there by yourself and basically have nobody to talk to unless you're extroverted and you like to talk to your, your campsite neighbors. I am not one of those people. I don't like making friends with my campsite neighbors. I like to acknowledge them and maybe wave so they know I'm here in case somebody tries to kidnap me or murder me in the middle of the night. But I don't really care to actually get to know my campsite neighbors. It's very, very rare that when you go to like a campground, like in a state park, where you see solo campers. Like I think there was one time... And of course, I didn't say hello to this girl, but there was another woman who was solo camping and she had packed up, I think, the day that I had arrived. So, or maybe she stayed one night and then left, something like that. But I was like, holy crap, there's another woman out here camping solo right now. Uh, That was really cool, but it's rare. It's a lot of families or like friends having parties. I went camping with a friend of mine and like the, it was like early in the spring So not a lot of people were out camping. It was a cold weekend, but like a few campsites away there, I think there was like a bachelor party going on, which for me, if I was a solo camper during that trip would have made me a little bit nervous. I will say I do bring my dog when I go camping, 
make sure that you have, you know, some uh, form of protection as well. I've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, mace, a taser, a knife, something just in case something happens. I don't think it happens a whole lot at campgrounds or I suppose depending on which campground you're at. Um, just kind of be aware of that. I do like to research my spots before I go. And there are websites like campsite photos that will show you each individual campsite. So you kind of get an idea. There are definitely some campsites that are more secluded. So they have more tree coverage. So you don't have to see your neighbors. Those are the ones I like. I don't like the ones that are like fields and they're just open and you can see everybody. It's just not my thing. I want to be like closed off. I want to pretend like I'm out in the wilderness without actually like being secluded out in the wilderness. I want to have somebody hear me scream in the middle of the night in case I need to. But um, I don't want to see anybody, if that makes any sense. Um, there's also campsites that have like really nice views. So like, I think it's, oh, I don't, Interstate State Park maybe, um, where you're right along the St. Croix River. And so you can have a campsite right on St. Croix River. And there's also, I think it's like Big Lake State Park or something in Western Minnesota, where you can have a camping spot right on the lake. And then there are ones up north in Minnesota that you can camp right along Lake Superior, but it's very cold. So I probably wouldn't recommend that um, unless you like have a camper <laughs> and a heater. Uh, but I specifically tent camp because my car cannot drag a camper behind it. So I need, I need it to be at least a little warm out there. Um, but yeah, I, I like to research my campsites. Definitely. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know what trails are going to be for me to go out and, and um, hike in. I like, I literally have an agenda usually when, or a schedule when I go solo camping, I kind of like an idea of what I'm going to do. So when I get to the campsite, you know, I get my firewood. First of all, I check in because you have to check in at your state parks at least. Oh, I'm pretty sure you have to do it at all parks, um, but check into your campsite grab your firewood, throw it in the back of the car, and then drive to your campsite, back into it. And then you have to like unload everything and put up your tent. And when you're solo camping, of course, you have to be able to put up your own tent by yourself. Unless, of course, you're extroverted and you are willing to ask for help. And I am sure that anybody would help you put up a tent. Like everybody at campgrounds are pretty nice. So, but I don't like to ask for help. So <laughs> I have like a big, I have a pretty big tent. It has like a room in the back and then there's like a front porch sort of situation room where I put like a lot of my just like paper supplies or it's kind of like where I put my shoes and all that. So I don't get too much dirt in the tent in the back where I put my air mattress. I love my tent though. Cause then like the front porch is also screened in so I can have this like all the flaps down so you could just see out and keep the mosquitoes out and that kind of stuff or you can close it up you know at night obviously and then like the room in the back has like a um a zipper it's like a Kodiak tent of some kind Kodiak Wenzel Wenzel Kodiak tent something like that but I love it it's my favorite tent it ripped and I actually instead of just tossing it which is something I do sometimes um I actually taped it up and like patched patch that baby up because I was like, I don't want to get another tent. And I looked, I have looked at tents because there's like tents that you can, that are like pop-up tents. 
that they just go up really, really easily. Um, but I didn't like any of those. So I have to put mine up by myself. Uh, and it's just something, do it at home first. I think the first time I got it, I put it up in my living room just to make sure that I could. And it was like in the middle of winter or something like that. But strongly recommend making sure you can put up your tent by yourself, making sure that you can, you know, you, you don't have, to, it's just you, but you still have to bring like the cooler, the air bed, the tents, you know, all of that big stuff with you. So unpacking all that, putting up your tent and then getting your fire ready. It took me like so many years to understand how to make a fire fast. Like the first time I made a fire, it was a mess. Like my niece, my niece was with me and she made fun of me when I was creating a fire. Cause she was like, you don't know how to do this. And I think she was like, I don't know, seven or eight or at the time she was young. And she was like, I can do it. My mom lets me do it. And she like totally lied about that. Her mom did not let her do it, but she was just a, you know, she was just sassy girl. So I didn't let her do it. I was like, no, your mom didn't. I'm like, I'll call your mom. And she's like, you're not going to call my mom. But anyway, so I've, I've definitely managed to make fires quicker these days. I didn't go camping last year, uh, last summer, I should say, but I plan to go camping this summer. And there's definitely, I have a few spots that I really like a few campsites that I really like that are like more secluded or they have the view that I like. And I'm kind of particular. But really, as long as you are where you want to be, I personally don't like to be close to the bathrooms. Having a dog and going, because I do have a dog, and I go solo camping with her, I have to make sure that she is safe. So when you get up in the morning and you have to pee really, really bad, like she won't come into the bathroom with me um, when they have like the actual bathrooms. So, cause it's something about the, the noise that's in there. She doesn't like that. So I have to like leave her in the tent or if it's cold enough, I'll just put her in the car. Um, because I don't want her really running around and like in case another dog comes around or something happens, I just, I worry anxiety, anxiety. Right. So what I like to do is I like to get a campsite next to one of those, um, outhouses. So I can leave her on the leash if I need to but I can hurry up and run across or run next door and use the outhouse and then run back. So that is what I try to do when I go camping. I just try to make sure that the bathroom is close or if the weather is cool enough or I feel comfortable like leaving her, you know, putting her in the car or putting her in the tent. I have to, if I, if I put her in the tent, she has to be in the back room because she can actually open up the front part of the tent with her nose so I have to make sure to put it in the back, but she's pretty good. She stays quiet when I go to the bathroom and she's on a leash. She literally just sits and like waits patiently for me. She's such a good girl. Um, but just things to consider if you're taking a dog with, you want to make sure that they are, you know, obviously supervised. And then you just have to consider the bathroom situation. When I go camping with her solo, I do not take showers. Um, you you know, if I could put it in the car while I took a shower, then I'd probably do it. But when I only spend like two nights because I stay there on weekends, I don't even worry about it. Um, let's see. What else is there that I should talk about? Um, picking the trails you want to go on. When you go solo camping, go on whatever trail you want. Or if you choose not to. One of my favorite state parks to solo camp at is Banning State Park in Minnesota. 
they have a trail that goes down to waterfalls and they have a trail that kind of goes through like this abandoned, I don't want to call it a factory, but it's like abandoned buildings, we'll say. So these super cool trails. And then they have one farther away from the campground that runs along rapids, which is also really cool. So they have these amazing trails for you to go on that are fun. They have cool things to look at. Um, and then also their campsites are pretty secluded. Um, and there's like one campsite that I really, really like. It's sort of secluded from everybody else. It's like a corner campsite that's across from an outhouse. And I'm like, I got to get that campsite. One year, I'm going to get that campsite and take Lucy with me. And me and her will go hiking and camping. Um, but I love my favorite part of solo camping is like, when I get there, this is usually how my camping trip goes. I roll in, I check in, I get my firewood, I go to my camping spot, I tie up Lucy, I put up my tents, my air mattress, um, you know, the bedding, um, all of that stuff. And then I sort of like rearrange my car so I can access my cooler because I always leave my cooler in the car because I'm afraid of animals coming to get my food if I leave it out. And obviously you shouldn't have food in your tent for bear reasons or for animal reasons. Like sometimes I'll have Sour Patch Kids in my tent or um, I don't know, like little snacks like that. But most of the time I don't. That was with my niece and we were more suburban camping. So I do all that and then I get my fire started I cook myself something to eat because usually it's a Friday night. Um, I'm just getting to the campground after work and I'm just going to eat. And then I like go to bed because I'm like exhausted from putting up, the, like doing all of these things by myself. So it's exhausting by the end of the time. I'm like running around, putting everything up, situating everything. And then I'm like, it's a dark out time for sleeps. Might have a drink, but otherwise I just go to bed. And I usually will bring a book with me. I try to stay away from my phone if I can. And better yet, if I don't have any reception, um, that honestly is even better. So I bring a book with, I read it, I fall asleep. The first night I always feel like, cause you, you hear things, right? You hear like the crackling in the woods, you hear some branches break, leaves, there's like little critters running around in the woods. And sometimes it's harder to sleep the first night for me than it is the second night. Second night, I sleep like a baby, but that first night I'm always just like, what is that? And like, and Lucy, she's just out. Like girl can sleep anywhere at any time. Nothing bothers her. But for me, of course, with my anxiety levels, um, I definitely worry a little bit, but then I just have to remind myself, like, it's fine, Sherry. There's people around you. Like it's okay. Eventually I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. I hit up the hiking trails like right after breakfast, um, hike some trails and then come back, make some lunch. And then it is nap time. Like that's my favorite, like middle of the day nap after lunch. Like I'm exhausted from all the fresh air. I go into my tent and I sleep for like two, three hours, like hands down. I get up, maybe I go on another hike and then I make dinner I hang out at the campsites. I, you know, it's like you just kind of 
are able to just relax. Like you read a book, you listen to a podcast, you just sort of do the things you, you want to do. It's like, those are your moments of relaxation. Like that, that Saturday night camping, that second night of camping. And then, um, you know, throw out the garbage, like do what you need to do to clean up the campsite before bed and then sleeping. And the second night I always sleep like a champ, uh, both me and Lucy. And then the next day I get up, I might do another hike before I go, depending on how exhausted I am. I'm only getting older. I'm not getting any younger. So I will then just take a hike maybe. If not, then I take down my campsite. Not very well, might I add. I usually just <laughs> throw everything in my car because I'm exhausted by the end of it. Throw the dog in the car and off we go to McDonald's <laughs> or something for breakfast. And that is sort of my solo camping experience. Everybody's is going to be different. But for me, that is what mine looks like. And it's just nice to get away. It's nice to enjoy life and to kind of just be out in the middle of nowhere and away from everybody and everything and read a book and just do what you want. Like that is the best thing in my opinion. So I would highly recommend solo camping. Just prepare yourself, of course. Make a list of the things that you need. Make sure you're bringing them all with. Bring whatever you want to eat if you want to make it easy and like prep your meals. So they're just like a grab and go. Or if you want to make some sort of feast for yourself over the fire, like do it. If you want to bring drinks, bring drinks. Um, but just enjoy yourself, really. Like sometimes I just like, I just want to sit next to the campfire, you know, like I don't really want to like necessarily hike too much. Like, like at Banning State Park, their trails are like the trails I like there are like maybe a couple of miles. So I'm not like hiking all day, but I'm going on a nice, beautiful hike and I'm coming back and I'm taking a nap. Like that is what I like about camping. I love the fresh air. I love the fact that it just kind of helps me to stop thinking so much. That is my favorite part of camping. So if you've been thinking about solo camping, absolutely do it. Just prepare yourself. Um, and if you don't want to prepare yourself and you just want it to be an adventure, like the last time I went camping and I forgot the stakes for my tent and I had to use sticks, like that's part of the adventure, man. Like that's just what you got to do. But those are my tips for solo camping. Um, and yeah, keep adventuring, you guys. Thank you for listening to the Wild Curvy Adventures podcast. If you like what you listen to, please make sure to rate and review our podcast. If you want more content, check us out on social media at Wild Curvy Adventures on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to submit a question or a topic idea, send it to wildcurvyadventures at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.wildcurvyadventures.com. And don't forget to step outside your comfort zone today. 